Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Heart to Heart with Adoptions from the Heart podcast. My name is Amanda Aliberti, social worker at Adoptions from the Heart. We welcome you to our agency podcast, a platform to hear voices from all members of the adoption triad. We will be connecting with other organizations and professionals to collaborate about the services we offer our clients. We look forward to our audience learning more about adoption and the future growth of our community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Adoptions from the Heart, Heart to Heart podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us, Christine M. Young. Christine M. Young is the communications coordinator for the Cade Foundation, a nonprofit organization supporting families overcoming infertility by offering up to 10000 in grants for fertility treatment and domestic adoption support. Since 2005, the Cade Foundation has supported over 130 families and welcomed over 90 babies to the Cade Foundation family. Kristen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Jenna. I'm excited. So we are Adoption from the Heart, an adoption agency. While this isn't the case for all of our situations, oftentimes families come to us after they have gone or attempted infertility treatments. And so we thought it would be a really great idea to take an episode to talk about infertility, to talk about options for families who may be experiencing infertility. And we're just so impressed with the Kate Foundation. And so I'm really excited to, to jump in here and, and have this discussion with you today. So I think I, I what I wanted to do is just kind of start off to see if you could share with our listeners some of the common signs of infertility. Infertility comes in different forms. A lot of families that we see or those who are who are struggling with infertility, it, it often comes from another diagnosis, whether it be endometriosis, a lot of women dealing with fibroid issues, those types of things can challenge families mm-hmm. as far as infertility, as well as those who are experiencing cancer that can affect infertility as well. So it's more or less the, the general, the general basic definition of infertility is the inability to become pregnant within 12 months, over a 12 month period without any contraceptives or anything mm-hmm. else involved. So that's, that's in essence what infertility is. And so when is it recommended to see a professional if you find that you are a person struggling to conceive? Well, one, of course, if you know that you have some type of diagnosis, then you want to address that early and seek family planning support early. But if you are in a position which many families are faced with where you you don't know, if you are at that point where you have legitimately attempted to, to grow your family and to start your family, and 12 months later, there's no signs of pregnancy whatsoever, then you definitely want to follow up. And then for others, those who may have had more than one miscarriage, so you got to that point where you did get pregnant, but you're not able to see that that pregnancy through full term. Mm-hmm. That's another opportunity to check in with your doctor and just kind of see, you know, look for further testing. Yeah. So let's talk about the foundation then. So tell me, when did the Cade Foundation start and how did it start? So I love being able to tell this story because I just think it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, The Cade Foundation started in 2005 because the founders of the Cade Foundation, which are uh, doctors Jason and Camille Hammond, they were experiencing infertility. They met in in medical school and and fell in love and uh, wanted to start a family shortly after they 
got married. However, Dr. Camille Hammond knew um, up front that she was she was dealing with endometriosis. So she told her husband right away, I believe right even before they got married, that look, this is this is the situation. So we know we need to start trying immediately because mm-hmm. I'm expecting this to take a while. But after about five years or so of working hard on, on that little one, mm-hmm. um, they were unsuccessful. So after speaking with doctors, her parents actually offered to be gestational carriers or, or surrogates for, for them to have their family. And they respectfully declined that, that mm-hmm. offer and they were still looking at other options, but they had been through multiple infertility treatment sessions that failed and they were just kind of giving up hope. So Tanina Q. Cade, mm-hmm. who is very, very inspirational woman and, and very, uh, uh, a, a woman who who gets her way. <laughs> <laughs> she and her her husband convinced the Hammonds to let them go ahead, and and she did. So she carried the Hammond triplets at the wow, age of fifty five. Yes, <laughs> yes, and and delivered them um, delivered them at the age of fifty five, and they are seventeen years old. So wow. um, so That's yeah, great. it's an amazing fun story. But because of that, Drs. Jason and Camille Hammond said, we just want to be able to give back. We went through so much. We know other families are going through this as well. So if we can Mm -hmm. just help one family be able to give back, we'll feel great about ourselves. And that one family give back has turned into over a hundred give backs. And yeah, you know, we're at this point now where we have a full foundation and we've been able to have, have so many families that have gain support through the Cade Foundation. Yeah. So I'm looking at your website right now. So it's the cadefoundation.org. That's C-A-D-E foundation.org. And I see here that you're located in Maryland. I'm assuming that you that you don't only just service the, the state of Maryland. Is that safe correct. to assume? Yeah. That is correct. So our primary focus is offering a grant for families overcoming infertility. And so anyone in the United States that has a diagnosis of infertility is eligible for the grant. We also have educational programs that we offer. And with the love of the pandemic, most of that stuff is virtual now and and will continue to be virtual. So we do offer um, events in, in various states, but in general, because we have the virtual option, everybody across the U.S. is eligible to attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, similar to, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm, I'm assuming similar to adoption, there's a lot of common misconceptions about adoption, whether it's domestic adoption, open adoption, foster care to adopt. You know, I feel like our agency is commonly trying to educate the community and debunk any myths, if you will, about adoption. And so I'm also curious, does the Cade Foundation also feel like there are common misconceptions about infertility? Of course, of course. I think one of the biggest things that we we always speak out about is the fact that it's not just a female problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people want to assume that that infertility, because the women carry the baby, it must be their issue that that you know we, they can't carry the baby. Oftentimes, we there's a large number of a large percentage of male factor infertility. If you're experiencing infertility, that's definitely something that you want to to look into. It's not just a women's thing. Yeah. And so what are some of the resources the foundation provides for women and men facing infertility? We, we offer educational programs as well. One of our key programs that we offer is called Pathways to Parenthood. This is a free program that we offer multiple, at least three to four times a year where we focus on, uh, basically it's a panel discussion with 
experts within the world of infertility. So we'll have fertility doctors, we'll have mental health therapists or, or psychologists that focus on families dealing with infertility. We have infertility and adoption lawyers, because mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's definitely important when you're, when you're taking the adoption route. We have nutritionists come on that, that speak to how to eat and, and overall diet and exercise when it comes to infertility. So we'll have a panel of experts where the public can join in, they can ask their questions, they can get their contact information and just learn what's out there. Because although it's, it's truly one in eight families dealing with infertility, there mm-hmm. are so many families that still don't know where to turn or what's available to them when it comes to options to grow their families. And so would you say, because you were, when you were telling your story about the doctors at the Kate Foundation, you were saying how, I think you said they tried for treatments for five years, this, I think, something what I heard you say. And so do you think that that length of time is a common time frame that your clients may spend trying different tr- types of treatments and trying to get pregnant? I don't know that there's a necessary time frame. Honestly, it, it depends on your situation. It depends on your uh, your finances. That's that's oftentimes the case because <laughs> the first thing that we we tend to want to do is figure it out on our own. We want to believe that oh we can ju- we should just keep trying a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. you have to get to that twelve month mark to even be considered or diagnosed with infertility. Okay. So most people are going to wait again unless you know upfront that there is some other health challenge that may prevent you, most people are going to wait it out for that full year, mm-hmm. just to, you know, see, and then it may be, okay, well, let's, let's keep going. So it may get to that two-year mark. Um, once you start looking into infertility treatments, what have you, it can get costly. And then you have, you know, it's an emotional journey. It's truly an emotional journey. So it really just depends on where you are mentally, emotionally, financially, as mm-hmm. well as physically. Yeah. Yeah. That three to five year mark is, is probably realistic. And so I know you, your organization does a lot of grants to help families with their treatments, but I'm curious, is that because there is a lack of insurance companies that help provide, you know, compensation towards this, or is it that certain plans are better than other plans? Like what is your experience with health insurance coverage? Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I, th- and I think we, we all see that in, in healthcare coverage and, you know, even, I know even mm-hmm. with, with my husband and I, it was both looking at healthcare options, mm-hmm. like well, which, which job offers the better plan. Right. So, so, you know, there's always that key um, piece out there, but a lot of health insurance companies do not offer support or not as much mm-hmm. support for fertility treatment or for adoption support. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a huge factor. Yeah. Yeah. And so you were saying that a client typically has to, well, does have to wait 12 months in order to receive the diagnosis. So it's likely that when your clients are coming to you, they have already, you know, at least been trying for 12 months, you know, sometimes more. And then they're on this next step of trying treatments if that's the route that they decide to go. Is there a certain time or a good time to start treatment or look into adoption after experiencing infertility? Like, do you have any recommendations for clients who maybe are experiencing infertility and are not sure when they should decide to go another route? Again, that one is 
an emotional and a mental choice. Mm-hmm. Um, truly, it's and 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 financial that it really is your own journey, your own path to what makes sense for you. It's no different than any other health challenge or diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It's hard for some people to accept the fact that I have this challenge that I have to overcome especially for women, you know, a lot of women go through the, the why me? And, you know, why do I have to pay for a baby? I should be able to do this naturally. Every, right. all these other women can do it. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. So it's an emotional journey and yeah. it's a lot to take in for some people. That's going to vary. Yeah. And, you know, certainly that's something that we see too, is just the grief that comes along with this whole process. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 12 months until a diagnosis, then perhaps several years trying treatments. And then, then they, if they decide to do adoption, then there's also weights for matching of being, you know, an adoption processes could take five years or so. And so there's just a lot of patience, a lot of grief, a lot of things that go into, you know, this whole process. And it can be a very long process for a lot of families. So I'd like to know more about you. Why don't you tell us uh, what your role is at the Kate Foundation and, and why did you decide to work in this field? So my role at the Cade Foundation is communications coordinator. So that is everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. We are small and mighty. We are small and mighty. So um, my two primary responsibilities are one overseeing the fundraising events that we host every year. But then uh, more importantly to me is overseeing all of our grant families. So one of the things that I love about the Cave Foundation is once you receive a grant from the Cave Foundation, you are a Cave family. So you are with us for life. All of our Cade babies are called Cade cousins. Um, you know, we try to keep them all connected. All yes, they're spread across the U.S., but we we do things to keep them informed. We have monthly calls. We connect with them, but they have their own private Facebook group. So we do things to keep them engaged, to be able to support them. Because even though you get the grant, that doesn't automatically mean you're getting a baby in, in, in the next nine months. So for, you know, families, they're all at different parts of the journey. We have some families that have been with us for a few years and they're still waiting. We have some, as soon as they got the grant, they, they did what they needed to do and, you mm-hmm. know, had that baby within a year. So, so that's one of the things that I love being able to stay connected with them, celebrate when they, you know, when they celebrate, be able to support when they need some additional support. Mm-hmm. So those are my two key areas. And it's interesting because I wasn't necessarily looking to go into the field of, you know, infertility or the world of infertility. I was by trade, I am an event manager. So mm-hmm. that's how I got in the door. And then I was open up to this, this wonderful world and, and this experience. So I just said, Hey, I think I'll, I'll hang out for a little while. Oh, good, good. Well, so I'm, again, I'm, I'm searching on the website because I, you're talking about all these upcoming events. And so later on in our conversation, I'm going to let you tell us all about those events. Cause it does seem like you have some good fundraising events coming up, but right now I'm looking at grants even adoption grants, it it can be a really long process to get approved for grants. And I think too, I think sometimes families just need some help narrowing down what grants to apply for. Like I know for adoption, for instance, like if you already have a child in the home, you may not qualify for this. Or if your income is a certain level, you may not require for this grant. And so I'm seeing three grants on your website. It looks like the Dr. Stephen Greenhouse grant, family building grant, and Savannah grant. 
And so I was hoping maybe you could walk us through um, each of these or, you know, or just give us a summary of them and maybe just share with our listeners the process of getting approved and applying and getting approved for a grant. Sure. So the grants, we do have three grants available. However, when you submit a grant application, you're considered for all three. So it's not three separate grant applications that you need to complete. We have our grant open 365. So our grant is is open. However, we have two closing dates, July 1st and February 1st. So July 1st is coming. So definitely that would be the next grant opportunity Mm -hmm. to submit. And then normally it takes up to 90 days for the uh, grants to be awarded. So the application process is pretty straightforward. It's a little detailed, but it's pretty straightforward. We mainly, as I said, anyone at all with a diagnosis of infertility is eligible. Regardless of your marital status, regardless of your financial status, as long as you have a diagnosis of infertility, you're eligible to apply. But it is based upon need. Okay. So we do ask for your financial information to see just kind of where you are. Because for some people, it's there's just a greater need. And sometimes we have to recognize that even though it's, it's not fair that we have this diagnosis, we all have to make sacrifices in life. And sometimes if it's something that you really want, you have to be willing to make a sacrifice. So mm-hmm. are you willing to, to downsize your car? Are you willing to downsize your entertainment? You know, so we're looking at how do you spend your money currently? How, how are you saving? That's all taken into consideration. And then, of course, we want your just some documentation from your um, physician. So mm-hmm. there's a financial portion, um, a medical portion that your doctor completes. And then we also just ask for just your general story. You know, tell us tell us about you. So mm-hmm. all of that is taken into consideration for the grant. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it's, we offer up to $10,000. And for some, it, it is a, uh, we also have a medical grant. So it may be that you don't get financial support, but it is medicine that is, that is Mm -hmm. granted, which is oftentimes the more expensive part. Right. Yeah. And so when a family applies, they essentially get submitted into each of these grant categories, but does each grant award a different, I guess, is, is, is a different family? They're different. Yes. So they're, they're different families there. So there's a whole selection process mm-hmm. and I honestly don't even have all the details on. The yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but one thing I will say, the Stephen Greenhouse grant is only for Shady Grove fertility patients. Okay. So Stephen Greenhouse was a fertility doctor with Shady Grove. Shady Grove Fertility is our major sponsor. They have supported us for many years. Dr. Stephen Greenhouse passed away suddenly uh, just a couple of years ago. And in his honor, that grant was created. But that one is specifically for patients who are seeking Mm -hmm. treatment through Shady Grove Fertility. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you have, so I'm assuming these grants are, are, the funds are from fundraising. Is that, is that a safe assumption to say that you fundraise towards these funds or do you fundraise, like do families also fundraise on their own as well? Like what is, can you talk to us a little bit more about some fundraising options for families? Absolutely. So it's, it's a little bit of both. The bulk of what we do is fundraising. That's why our fundraising season is so important. That is running us from April to November. So we are, we are in the thick of it. We are in the thick of it. But yeah, our fundraising is in our events. That's how we make the most of our money. So we have sponsors for every event. We have participants and attendees at at every event. And 
we normally, often many of our events, we actually raffle off a free cycle for fertility treatment. So yeah, fundraising is what we do. So our race for the family, which is happening on June 11th, mm-hmm. um, that is that is one of our major events for the year. We are back in person, which we're excited about because COVID made us made us all virtual, which is cool, but it's just not as fun when you're when you're doing right. virtual. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so we will continue to have a virtual option, but that is happening in Baltimore, June 11th. And then our other signature event is Corks with Cade, which we do in Maryland, California, and New York. So those um, those are wine tasting events, and you know, just an opportunity to listen to some music, network, great, great fun. And then we always close out the year with our annual gala, which is always a lot of fun because we get to dress up and have a good time. But more importantly, we get to celebrate those families. So that's where we meet all of the families that receive grants for the year. Um, Mm -hmm. We get to hear a little bit of their stories and and just celebrate some champions in the world of fertility that have supported the Cade Foundation or who have just been making major strides in the world of fertility. So we get to honor them at the gala as well. So it's, it's lots of fun, okay. lots of work, but lots of fun. And definitely all of those fundraising events support our grant throughout the year. Awesome. Awesome. And, and so if you go to the website, cadefoundation.org, there is an events calendar where you can see all the upcoming events and, and man, there are a lot coming up in April. So you are busy in May and June and July, August. I mean, I, it looks like you, you know, there's a lot on here or at least a lot that happened this past year during that time. So if you're listening and want to give back or be a part of any of those events, they are listed on, on their website. And we will also put a link to them in the posting of this podcast. So you can also access it there. So I guess I just wanted to take a moment then since we are an adoption agency and oftentimes, like I had said in the beginning of the podcast, um, some clients come to us after they have already tried some treatment. When our adoption social workers are working with clients who have just, you know, are making that transition from treatment to adoption as an option, Is there any suggestions or advice that you can give to social workers to keep in mind when they are working with clients facing infertility? Well, I mean, I think social workers have a great understanding of the need to just be compassionate. Mm -hmm. I think that training is there. And and that's honestly going to be the biggest piece, just Mm -hmm. understanding that, again, I can't stress it enough. It's emotionally taxing for a lot of families. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we always encourage our families to understand when they're making their choices for how they're going to grow their family or not, because we do have some families that have just made peace with the fact that they're not going to move forward and with, with adding children to their family. But what, one of the things that we always want families to remember is that it is a choice and that adoption is not a backup or, or a last resort. You have to want to adopt. So mm-hmm. when you're getting to that place, we always um, encourage our families, if, if this is your choice, that is your choice, mm-hmm. but don't go in with the mindset that this is my last resort or I don't, I don't, infertility isn't going to work. So I guess I have to, 
Right. That's not the right attitude. Right. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about grief earlier and grief is, is a whole part of this whole process. And it is important that families do allow themselves to properly grieve, you know, a stage before moving on, you know, or trying another option, you know, that is, that is super important. So, I mean, we, we touched on so a little bit of the grants. We talked about a little bit of the fundraising. Um, is there anything else that you think or you want to share about the Kate Foundation? Um, I, I mean, honestly, we, we, we have quite a bit going on. And, and as I said, I, one of our key focuses is education. So we are we have a lot of great partnerships and support. So sometimes, you know, if you are just looking for resources, we actually on our website, we have um, a list of, of other grants and that, that are available. Don't feel like oh, I can only apply for this one grant or I can only receive one grant. Most of them will allow you to use multiple grants towards your treatment, but just know that we are here as a resource. Mm-hmm. We do a lot with social media, offering support, just sharing updates and information, sharing other resources, um, connecting with other various fertility clinics and, and other support groups for families dealing with infertility. Just see us as a resource. Yes, we have the grant available. Yes, we want you to apply for the grants. Yes, we want you to attend our events. Yes, we want you to support and share and donate and all that good stuff. But just know that if nothing else, we are here as a resource to support you in your journey. Yeah. And resources are definitely not limited on your on your website. I mean, I think there's got to be over 20 grants for treatment listed. There's, like you said, the fertility medication grants. There's two. There's also on the website adoption grants, if you're listening and and that's the path you are on right now. And then there's also support groups listed, you know, discounts for active duty and servicemen. So, so truly there's just a whole lot of resources on this page, nicely outlined for you. And so I recommend if you're listening and you're wanting to know more about grants or the foundation, Kate Foundation, that's C-A-D-E foundation.org. And the resources I'm talking about are under the resource tab. So Kristen, thank you so much for being here today and just giving, uh, sitting down with me to just talk a little bit more about the Cade Foundation. One of my goals of this podcast is also to educate, educate, educate. And so I hope that there's some community members that learn something today and can help share if they know someone, like you said, what was the, I think it's statistic you said one in eight families experiencing infertility. And so that's a lot. And so we could all really be there for each other and provide resources. So I appreciate you being here today and taking the time to share a little bit about the Kate Foundation with us. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. I am grateful for the invitation and thank you all for what you do. Thanks. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is another episode of our podcast, Adoptions from the Heart, Heart to Heart. Thank you. Thank you.